What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah. Philly, Bird Gang, yeah. They got enemies, got a lot of enemies. Everybody hating on that Bird Gang energy. Bird they trying to take the wave that we on. Check it and respect it, bruh. Sport and John. Ooh, we, yeah, we got that loud pipe. This that show, all Bird Gangs alike. Agel, E Rock, Evan, the homie Mike. Ain't no show keeping up in sight. Yeah. When you watching them birds play, Bird. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Get Time busy. there's a whole game, tailgate, we lit. Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season, whoop that ass up. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen, want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green, the feathers on the helmet, bruh, hearts indebted. Fly, eagles, fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Takes the slam. He's back. He steps up. He fires. It's intercepted. Patrick Robinson. He's at the 45, the 50, the 45. That's what they needed. Patrick Robinson picked it off. What's up, Philadelphia? We are live broadcasting from the beautiful new media studios right outside of Philadelphia. Welcome to the 2017 week. 17 edition of the 4th and John Show. Boys and girls, on Christmas Day against the Oakland Raiders on Monday Night Football, your 2017 Philadelphia Eagles came out of there with a victory and locked up the number one seed in the NFC, which guarantees them not only a first-round bye, but home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Meaning, the road to the Super Bowl goes through Philadelphia. 
Uh, that was the appropriate response. But honestly, leaving the link, this game had me feeling a, a little some sort of way. A little different. A little un-E-Rock-like. Now listen, you guys know me. I stand up here every Tuesday and scream into this microphone preaching the gospel. Preaching the gospel straight from the book of Fourth and John. Our people congregate on the holiest of day Sunday in front of our church, Lincoln Financial Field. And I preach positivity. I preach never give up. I preach never say die. I preach always bleed green. But I don't know, man. After leaving the link, I, I, I had a moment of clarity. I had a clear thought. They don't happen often, but it happened leaving the link this game. And it's my pinned tweet. I thought to myself, for the third straight week, I am leaving a different stadium with the same result. A W, but for some reason, it feels like an L. And I don't get it, man. I don't know how to explain how I feel. I don't know how to articulate or probably speak upon how I'm feeling inside, but it's un-E-Rock-like. I mean, I feel like, like one of those bad 90s TV shows where there's a devil and an angel on your shoulder. And the angel's saying to me, listen, bud, don't worry, you should be happy. They just got home field advantage throughout. And then the devil appears on my shoulder. And he says, home field advantage? You were supposed to have home field advantage with the cold. You played like shit in the cold. That was the one thing we were supposed to do good because we're playing all dome teams and warm weather teams. And then the angel on my shoulder goes, listen, man, this is what we say when we say every man up. This is what you've been preaching, Iraq. This is what you've been preaching all along. If the defense is shit in the bed, like against the Giants, the offense is going to help pick that side of the ball up. And conversely, if the offense has got a ticket to the struggle bus yesterday, the defense is going to be able to pull it out and lift that side of the team. And then the devil appears on my shoulder and tells me, look, man, unless you can get that, that, that's all well and good. You can win against bad teams like that with one side of the ball playing like shit. If you can't put together a complete game, you're only going to play one game in the playoffs. And then the angel on my shoulder says, all the coaching staff has to do is protect Nick Foles and make sure they put him in the best position to win. And then the devil gets on my shoulder and says, did you just watch that fucking game? Did you just see what happened there? I don't know. I don't know how to express how I'm feeling. I don't know how to articulate how I'm feeling. So I'm going to rely on not only the people in this studio here tonight, but the listening audience, the people that are going to call in, the people that are going to tweet in, because we're going to start reading some tweets live on air as they come in. I need you to help me because I, I, I locked myself in a room, man. Today, I just locked my, I didn't listen to any sports radio. I took a look at the timeline in the morning briefly. That was a fucking war zone. That was like a meat grinder. Body parts just flying everywhere. Blood splattered everywhere. I'm like, oh, I put that app down. I'm not going to go near Twitter today. So I need you guys to help me because I can't be the only one. I'm not being overly negative, but I'm not being overly positive right now. You tell me. Dr. Phil E-Rock today. Because, I, Gail, you were there last night on Christmas. I was. As you were standing next to me as I'm dressed like an asshole, <laughs> like Santa Claus. It was, it was uncharacteristic of me, right? Yeah, a little sad Santa going on. A little sad Santa. Yeah, maybe. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. But you know, I, I might have the diagnosis for your, your Please. issue. Please. It's called PTCD. It's post-traumatic Carson disorder. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> all right, Eagle fans out there of and players alone alike mm-hmm. all have to deal with life after Carson Wentz going down. So, I mean, last week was the offense that played well. The defense was bad. This week was the offense. What team do we have? We really have to realize what what has happened to us. Like, we're all in. I mean, shock can last a couple of weeks, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. like, at the end of the day, they got a dub. And, and good good teams find a way to win. Now, as basic as Nick Foles looked yesterday, a guy in 2016 who was – on his way to a MVP candidate season, got hurt. He looked like shit yesterday too. To play yeah. just as poorly as Nick Foles. Uh, let let us not forget that Chance Warmack is playing left guard, and we were taking the chance with Nick Foles' life with Warmack there. Uh, what's his name? Big V has, has been basic as well. Mm. But uh, I mean, it, fans have every reason to be concerned. I mean, Nick Foles had a little MC Hammer feet in the back. Uh, oh he he looked nervous, missed a lot of throws that were you know there to be made, uh, whether it be the Zach Ertz touchdown throw. Could have been touchdown if he threw it early, early enough. Um, if, uh, a couple throws to Alshon were late. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's cold. It's cold out there. And it, it's 20-degree weather. Exactly. And the thing that we have to remind ourselves is, you know, we wanted to be home. We're now in these harsh environments. And every quarterback that comes – through here has to play in these environments as well, whether they're warm weather teams or dome teams. Um, but that's the honest truth. Uh, and now it's like, all right, this team has to regroup, refocus. This Dallas game is important just for uh, tempo reasons, getting this team back to where they were. So, Exactly. It's, it's cold, and I don't know what I was necessarily expecting, right? Because – well, I do know what I was expecting. I was expecting to go back to Lincoln <laughs> Financial Field after a three-game away stretch. A holiday right? beatdown. And a holiday beatdown. Take this yeah. bad team in the Oakland Raiders, this warm-weather California team, show them what a harsh environment Philadelphia can be when the weather's below freezing and the wind's blowing and the crowd's noisy and all that. And I expected to come out and figure it out and dominate. And for the first part of it, I was like, okay – all right, I see what you're doing. Because on the first drive, the Eagles had three passes, went three and out. Uh-huh. Three hated passes, that. Uh-huh. three and out. Hated Second it. drive, eight runs, two passes. Nobody but a running back touched the ball. It was blunt. It was a jai. It was blunt. It was a jai. It was comment. It was blunt. It was jai. A dang it, a dang it, a dang it, a dang it, a dang. And they just imposed their will on the Oakland Raiders defense. The drive before that, when the Oakland Raiders had the ball, I saw what Jim Schwartz was doing with, with, with the game plan. And I was like, okay, I feel you. Because they had Ellaby in there playing middle linebacker. We t- you touched on it before earlier when we were talking about, uh, we had a t- great Twitter question, what eagle would you want on this roster? And you said Jeremiah Trotter. Ellaby's your Jeremiah Trotter. There's a run stuffer. Ooh, look at Malcolm Jenkins sneaking into the box. Oh, is that a run blitz? Do, do I see Bradham on a run blitz? Ooh, the corners are pressing. Look at Ronald Darby uh, uh, dodging an offensive lineman on the outside, sticking the tackles, making physical plays. I like this defensive game plan. This is how the postseason is going to look. This is a little appetizer for the postseason. You're going to run the rock. You're going to run it again. When you're done running that rock, you're going to run it again. You're just going to jam it down the throat. Because, Gail, you were telling me, I don't play football. You've played in the cold. That shit fucking hurts. Right? You got to hit somebody, man. And, and then all of a sudden, for the remainder of the game, 
They only had 13 more rushes the entire game. It's fucking crazy. Nick Foles, is, Nick Foles <laughs> couldn't climb the pocket with a ladder. I've never seen a quarterback run backwards more in my life. Playing scared. Putting Nick Foles in a position where you were asking him to do too much in bad weather. 38 times to be That's way too much. In cold weather. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know what I was – I know what I was expecting. Let me say that. I know what I was expecting. expecting. That wasn't fucking it that I saw last night on Christmas. And it's got me feeling some sort of way. <laughs> Maybe the listeners can break down and kind of either – I'm not sure I need to be talked off to the ledge or given a pep talk or given a cold dose of reality, something like that. We got Philly Mike working the social media. He's going to be taking your tweets, your Twitter questions, and everything. You were there. I the was game, there, sir. How are you feeling? There. Feeling all right. I'm finally warm. That was fucking cold as shit last Dude. night. The whole tailgate in general was fucking freezing. By the way, the tailgate was fucking awesome. Thank you for everybody that came out. Merry Christmas to all you guys as well. And you know Merry what? Christmas. Fucking, you've been preaching that we need to stay balanced, right? Yes, With sir. the pass and rushing. Yes, sir. 38 times for Nick Foles of passing. And then you have 21 rushing plays. Are you kidding me? We had – Foles went 19 for 38. And then another stat that really blew my mind is that we only rushed the ball four times in the second half. That, is that, that like, no, really gave me a lot yeah. of concern, as it was. And you know what? If we, if we just had – the defense, or I'm sorry, the offense from the Giants, and then the defense from this game, then, I th- then I'm then i fully confident in the going into the playoffs. But having uh, one of the one of these uh, sides of the ball doing this once a week or an every other week thing, it's going to be a cause of concern for me for the playoffs. Yeah, I think they have to come up with a better plan for Nick Foles to make him uh, to make him succeed. You know, like if you, you get a good, good game plan for him, uh, then, like, if you need to max protect, if you need to go two-man routes, if you go – I like what they did early. They went uh, 13 personnel with three tight ends. That was nice. They were moving the ball. Uh, you have to do some tempo here and there. Do that. Uh, but it, it seemed like they were very predictable. Uh, and then another the thing was the penalties. That really the penalties really were really hurting yeah. as well. Yeah, and you know what? We had to get the receivers going too. It took us like really late in the game to get the receivers going with that Jake Elliott field goal that we still haven't even talked about yet that got us to win the game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is kind of the mood. We're sitting here talking about a W, but we're kind of talking about it like a loss. Mike, while, while you're on the social media tip, uh, let's do a Twitter poll real quick. Okay. Because, because we're not going to break down the Dallas game. You know, it's a meaningless game for us. We're probably going to be resting more than than a handful of starters in that game. And there's an argument to be made that Nick Foles should be in there, and, and we'll we'll get into that. But it's meaningless for Dallas. It's pretty meaningless for the Philadelphia Eagles. So we're not going to sit there and break down the numbers of a meaningless game. What I want to kind of do is wrap our head around the next three weeks and what we have ahead of us and what the Philadelphia Eagles have ahead of us to get prepared for the game. So the Twitter poll I got it written down is going to be, what concerns you most going into the playoffs? The offense or the quarterback? The defense or the coaching? Because I want to get and make sure you time it out right so we can get to it towards the end of the show. But I really want to kind of get the people's fit. I want to hear from everybody. And we're going to start opening up the phone lines uh, at about 830. Call in numbers 215-515-2924. Because I, I really want, I'm seeing so many people to the left and the right. And I want to hear from both of them. Because I'm somewhere in the middle and I'm having trouble figuring out where exactly I want to go. Gail, you were just talking about the the overall game plan. And Evan, I know you're on the soundboard. We'll get to you in a second. I know on the soundboard you have a little something 
from Doug Peterson's press conference today. Mm-hmm. I know. Has Carson's absence and Nick's presence changed anything about the way defenses are defending your running game? I mean, has it made anything different? Has it changed it in any way? Not really. Um, you know, we're still seeing, you know, seven and eight man boxes. I mean, just like we did with Carson, with, with Carson in there with the ability of the RPOs, you're gonna have an eight man box with safeties and, and and things of that nature. You know, we're we're still seeing it uh uh even even with Nick. So the the run game, you know, defensively we're not we're not seeing anything anything real dramatically different uh between the two. Are you at all inclined to lean on a particular guy anymore, maybe get Jay more touches? You know, I, I, you know, I've, I, I think about that too, and and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm big about if it if it's not broke, don't fix it. We just got to get better at it. Um, so you know, the plan would still be to continue the way the way we're going. And that's the one I wanted. The, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Newsflash for Doug Peterson is not the same offense with Carson Wentz or with without Carson Wentz. This is not the same offense with Nick Foles. You've got to kind of tailor this game plan, not only to Nick Foles and his weaknesses and strengths, but you've got to tailor it to the cold weather. This is supposed to be our advantage. Look, the home field crowd at Lincoln Financial Field, they will do their part every single time, day in and day out. The weather is the thing that's supposed to be driving this quote-unquote home field advantage. You're built for the cold. You're built to impose your will upon people aggressive defense, and running the ball. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You better fix fucking something because what you did against the Oakland Raiders was not acceptable. It was just not an acceptable game plan. And it was something that was interesting. It's the Boo Birds made their way out. The Boo Birds and, on Christmas. Hashtag you know, booing on Christmas. Booing on Christmas <laughs> as you talk about the game plan. And it's not so much that the Eagle fans were upset with the players so much so. It was more that they were upset with the game plan. Like, yeah. We know the ability of this team and the, you know the weapons that they have and the way that they were utilizing the players. I, I felt the the whole energy of the crowd being like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" And that that was the one thing that hit me. I was like, "Damn, these boo birds out." But then I was like, eh, "They do have a reason right now because the game plan, the way that Doug is actually you know presenting this offense, you know, was pretty." Uh, uh, demoralized, and, and I saw Derek Gunn on the timeline as uh, right after they booed because I wanted to see like, all right, who else is tweeting about it? <laughs> Derek Gunn's like, I can't believe they're booing during Christmas, and I'm like, watch this be another fucking negative they're, thing. They're and two, and they're booing their uh, team. They're on... booing their team on Christmas, just yeah. like they threw snowballs at Santa Claus. But just like the whole snowballs at Santa Claus thing was kind of like a misconception because they were upset at the team and, and, and slinging snowballs because it was a sloppy Santa. Yeah. That was a sloppy game. That was a sloppy, and I, and maybe that's part of the reason why I feel the way I feel is is because like it was just it was bad football, yeah. it was just bad football. You can take a look at the defense, you know, in the final eight possessions, the Eagles forced five turnovers. They also gave the ball up a lot. They were they were handed a lot of those turnovers. I mean, credit tip their hat to them, but they were also handed a lot of those. T- I was just watching shit third preseason game of the year like football, and it was disappointing. I mean, you, you really, I mean, you really have to like. The elements are the elements, you know. Yeah. Just like tailgating in twenty below twenty degree weather, not everyone's built for that type of uh, tailgating. But we are, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, we yes, are the yes, fourth and John crew. But this weather is not built for everybody. No one's not everyone's built. You could be. I've seen guys that play football who are like amazing when it's in the summertime and the, you know, it's uh, September, October. But when it gets fucking cold. 
and dudes get hit. Some guys aren't the same, uh, you know, like, so, I mean, this, this weather had a big deal with the way they play. It's like me. Like, I love the warm weather. And then you get Chihuahua cold. And then I get Chihuahua sh- shaking like a Chihuahua when, I, when I'm cold. Working the soundboard today is our boy, Evan Bubblegum here. How are you today, sir? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, the one thing that's a problem with that, Gale, is the fact that the important games in football are played in yeah. the coldest times of winter. So, I mean, I, I, I felt a little bit better in the stat that you just told, uh, talked about with the uh, final eight possessions, them having five turnovers. The Eagles' defense was able to turn it around, but Jesus Christ, man, this offense, they could not get anything going the entire game. And it's it, the play calling just seems kind of asinine that, like, the run-to-pass the run to pass ratio, it was, like, heavy run on the second drive, like you right. said. Yeah, and well, that, heavy and, run. Yeah, and that worked. Yeah. And why, I don't understand with Doug Peterson why when things are working like that, it it he goes away from it. That's... Kind of yeah. Andy Reid. That's Andy. I was, you took the words right out of it. That's very Andy. And, and so uh, also another point that, I mean, it was obvious to everybody uh, that was watching the game, whether you were there or you're watching from TV, is that they, they were showing uh, highlights of Carson Wentz and him earlier in the season. And, like, just the, the stark, like, difference between him and Nick Foles. It's yeah. so night and day. Yeah. And, like, the, the special year that – uh, the Eagles were having with Carson Wentz and the defense, the way they were vibing. It just kind of feels like Clark Griswold from uh, Christmas Vacation when he thinks he's, <laughs> when he thinks he's going to get like the big bonus, he's going to be able to put the pool in his backyard, yeah. and then all of a sudden he gets the Jelly of the Month Club uh-huh. subscription for the full year. He just got the rug taken out from under us, yeah. man. It's, it's like just... going from Michael Jackson to Tito Jackson. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that that is that is not a good. That is not a, go Tito. That is not a good transition, my man. So we've got, uh, we've got a, and I'm just going to touch on it briefly, we've got a game coming up against the Dallas Cowboys who are taking a seat. It was painful watching Foles try to read the defense. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's pain- Listen, the, the, the more you take a look at, at, at Carson Wentz, and you touched on it, the highlights and everything that, that, that he was doing, maybe part of the reason I feel the way I feel is that we maybe got a little spoiled. Uh, dare I say it? I don't want to say it out loud because I think I'm going to get roasted for it. Dare I say we got a little spoiled got, as a fan base? I, I think you're dead on with that. We had an MVP caliber player. I mean, yeah. Well, 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 I mean, I think you got, we got spoiled in the, the fashion of the way we were beating the shit out of teams week right. after week. But then, but then also, like, you could st- take a step back and say, all right, they lost against the Seahawks, but then how did they rebound? They went and played a solid, like a, a great game on the road, well, technically on the road, uh, against the Rams. They lost their quarterback. They still found a way to win, went to New York, found a way to win, came back in the second half under the elements and looking like they could probably catch an L against the Raiders. Mm. They found a way to win. So, I mean – but, but but spoiled in the fact that like like okay we're beating like you said we're beating teams by 28 23 28 we're we're used to blowing out these these bad teams <laughs> and now we're in really close games neck uh, neck and neck with them is 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 Car- was Carson Wentz covering up the flaws of this team and we got so used to the next man up mentality that do we run out of life like we we a cat and our nine lives were up yeah, I, I really feel like these last three games that we've had, they feel really similar to that 3-0 and start that Chip Kelly had. Where Oh, it, Jesus. You, you remember that? Uh, yeah. I, I hate to bring it up. <laughs> but like, we, we, we went 3-0, and and yeah, we won the games. But it just felt flimsy. And it just yeah. didn't feel like an authentic, good team. And like 
while we were looking at the uh, at the standings, like that's great. We kind of in the back of our heads feeling this is going to collapse on us. Well, you know, another thought I'm thinking, like, all right, last week Nick Foles played pretty well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now four touchdowns this week played kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. So where 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 do you know? I think that has got everyone shook right now, yeah. for the most part, because you're talking about Carson, right? Yeah. How like last week nobody was saying, oh, you know, like. It's a big, you know, we knew it was a big step down from Carson. Sure, but absolutely. Foles played well last week. Yeah. And now this week, he, we he had a bad game. And, and, and week by week, we go a little little overreactionary. Yeah, Mike. And you know what? I think, full, you know what? That's another thing. Carson Wentz was doing so many things with his legs, making extended plays and doing passes that were like mm-hmm. cr- incredible. Like once, like from Seattle came that he just completely <laughs> run into the sidelines, yeah. nailed it around the money to Aguilar. Yeah. Yeah. Like we saw a lot of things like that from Wentz, and we're not going to get any of that from Foles. That's, it's going to be an issue. I think the most concerning thing for me is like, from Car- from Carson, you know, you see the technique, and sometimes, you know, him going through his progressions is so. You're like, oh, look at him go to the third progression. <laughs> Nick Foles last night, you know, he he was struggling to get to the second progression, and I think that's where a lot of fans are like, damn. Not only that, gave us a little bit of reality check. Yeah, Carson Wentz is going to extend the play. He's going to create plays. He's going to read plays. He's going to do things that Carson Wentz can only do. They have to tailor this offense. Doug Peterson specifically, around the strengths of Nick Foles, which is accuracy and the ability to stand in a pocket when protected Mm -hmm. and stay away from his weaknesses, which is really just asking him to do way too much. He had the pocket awareness of fucking Mark Sanchez last night. He was running all – he had no idea where Mm -hmm. the defender was. He rolled out a couple times. But it, but it was like... He looked it, like a deer on a frozen lake. If he, if he, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Bambi when he was first yeah. born. <laughs> if, he takes, if he takes shots, you, you hit Nick Foles, and then you start to see the MC Hammer feet. Yeah. Uh-oh. uh-oh but he can't uh-oh, touch uh-oh, him. Uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> you know, that's when you see those Hammer feet. Um, but, yeah, that's... that's that was another thing. You, you were saying Nick Foles has accurate passes. He did not have good accurate passes no, this game. Not. Uh, I don't know if it, if the cold weather was a factor. I'm not sure if that took part of it. Maybe, but that one interception where he uh, where he drilled it into Ertz's hands. Yeah. The thing is, he was, he was late on a lot of these throws. He yeah, like, like especially once to Jeffrey. Late, double pump late is and high. Yep. Yep. Late and, and yep. high. What Jeffrey had it's, one it, it, reception. It's like how Troc shows That's up to work. Great. Late <laughs> and high. <Two> <laughs> how many targets? No, he, he had? had no he had no receptions. Yeah, I thought he had he, one reception beginning of the game. I thought uh, he did. Who's that? Earth? Jeffrey. I know he gave uh, me, Either way, he gave but he only had fantasy no, he had uh, lineup. No, no, I, I, I think they targeted him twice. Yeah. And it was there. But you take a look at that, 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 that second drive we were talking about. I mean, run, run, run. There were two passes, and even then, they were, the passes, one was the blunt, one was for, to Ajayi for the touchdown. I mean, the running, the running backs touched the ball, period. And that was their only score on offense. I preached this from week it's two to week six, and then I figured people got sick of me hearing it. So, so, people got sick of hearing it, me say it. If you if you run the ball over 25 times a game, the chances of you winning the game go up exponentially. I don't want to hear that fucking bullshit about you only run with the lead. We didn't have the lead. Like, we, we had the lead, but it wasn't a great lead. You, you, you run the maintain the lead. We weren't running the ball. I mean, just take a look at the numbers again. If you run the ball more than 25 times, and yes, Mike, the cold is 
absolutely a factor. It is 100% a factor. And you have to run the ball <laughs> in the cold. It is that simple. I mean, I like the way they use Blount. Like, like I've been talking about the way that you use Blount. Like, if you have the quarterback on – like, I hate when Blount is – to the left of the quarterback and shotgun, like you're not, don't do that with him. That's, like, that's Chip Kelly. You shit. put fucking uh, the quarterback under center, and you have Blount go either left or right or straight. You can't tip their hats to where you're going. And, and look what he, he was doing. He had, had a couple nice, had a, had a nice hurdle as well. But yeah. that that call like got called back. back. But I mean, that's how you use Blount, especially in this type of weather. And you know what? We got we got a good point here from uh, Emily Fly Eagles Fly Four Three. She's listening to the show. She said, "If us needing to pound the rock is so obvious to all of us, why the hell is it difficult for Peace Peterson to fucking see it?" I think that- it, it, it comes <laughs> to that thing where. He gets into into the mistake of well, the, it was what the defense was giving us. If they're stacking eight in the box, that's what the defense is giving us, and so we're going to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. The problem is you have to impose, you have to right. dictate on offense what you're going to do. If you fall into the trap of allowing the defense to make you one dimensional, especially in this cold weather, but if you make the mistake of letting the defense dictate what you're going to do offensively, you've already lost the chess match. And honestly, the Oakland Raiders were doing what the Philadelphia Eagles should have done. You saw a lot of three tight end sets there. They spent a lot of the time in the game, one running back, three tight ends, overload one side, you know what I mean? Try to try to try to block as best you can. There were times, Gail. I nudged you. I said, "Hey, look. There's Ertz. There's Burton. And there's uh, there's Selleck out there. Yeah. I want to see that jumbo package and just fucking and it right. worked. It and, worked. And Marshawn Lynch just kept pounding it and pounding it. Now, granted, they made enough mistakes, and the Oakland Raiders weren't talented enough to execute everything else. But I take a look at what they were doing with Marshawn, and I'm like, that's exactly what the fuck we should be doing on and, offense. And they brought in extra linemen. Yes, and I was like, dude, why aren't they doing that? You know what I mean? Unbelievable. Yeah. We we we're gonna go to the phones right now, but when we get off the phones, we're gonna start talking about the Dallas game and the uh, the do you sit them or do you play them debate? Because okay. I know that's gonna be a hot topic today. But let's go to the phones right now. We got uh, John from Flower Town. Flower Town. John from Flower Town. <laughs> yeah, you are on with Fourth and John, buddy. How you doing today? I got two words for you. Yes, sir. Tim Tebow. Not a mercy. Tim Tebow. Why Tim Tebow? Florida. What? Florida. Does he look like a bitch? Wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I don't understand what you mean by Tim Tebow. Like, we should sign Tim Tebow, or Tim Tebow is a... Nick Foles is Tim Tebow? I think him as a backup. No, I want him to cover the game. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell is going on. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow couldn't save anything during that game. AJ is next on 4th and John. She was partying a little. I'm not sure if we could say this on air, but she was partying a little uh, little bit before she had to go to work at the 4th and John tailgate before she had to suit up. A little fireball. Yeah, a little little fireball there before (laughs) work. Don't worry. Nobody's listening. We ain't going to tell nobody. How you doing, baby girl? It don't really matter at this point. I mean, I'm already, you know, I'm so, like, the not your average employee half the time anyway. So <laughs> um, I had a bunch of fun with you guys, definitely. It definitely warmed me up, for sure. And um, even though I'm still fighting this bitch of a head cold, I was glad to stop by with you guys. But um, 
they should start everybody for the first half because them motherfuckers were not impressing me <laughs> at all. That game was totally boring, very mm. disappointing. Every time they wear the black jerseys, I usually expect a lot of fire out of them, and that was probably the weakest game. And I finally saw the replay, and I still was disgusted. I mean, yes, the defense stepped up like they normally should do, mm. but there's never been this much unbalance. And I understand it's not Wentz anymore. I'm I'm over it. I'm glad Wentz was there. But you could tell even when they cut to him, he was like, "What the hell am I watching?" Yeah, you know, yeah. he can't he can't do anything for us. He can't do anything from his crutches. He can only just tell them, take it one play at a time. Stop being afraid, Nikki. Stop going backwards. Go forwards. Stop overthrowing Ertz. You know, um, you know. It just got to the point where you could tell. I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be a long but brief playoff run because." We have oh, all the advantages okay. in the world. Whoa, Nelly! Nothing to do with Foles. Yeah, so, so. nothing to do with Foles. I, honestly, I think it's really just the play calling. I think that uh, Peterson needs to get his head out of his ass and realize that you are not having Wentz at the helm. You have Foles, and you have to make that mother father run, even if he does look like a drunk giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> AJ preaching as usual. So, so, so you were kind of feeling after no. the game, like, like, kind of like I was, like, okay, yeah, we played. Okay. Fuck! That was part of that yeah that that cop hizzle exactly. cut. Fuck! Yeah, like like I I it's the it's the most peculiar three weeks I've ever had as an Eagles fan to be walking out of different stadiums all with a W. You're feeling like they're it's 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 the weird. Were you feeling the same way? Yes, and and I understand people on Twitter are all over saying don't be ungrateful. It wasn't that. I can see with my eyes that there was no energy in that place. I worked there, so I understand. I felt the whole vibe. It was pitiful. And half the time, I don't even think anybody knew there was a game going on anymore. That's how much it did not rock to be there last night. Yeah, it was a win, but one, because of the defense, and two, because of uh, Jake Elliott. So that's really what you have to commend for, for a whole four quarters. Now, A.J., I got a quick question for you. A question for everyone, really. Now, do you guys think this would have been a different scenario if it was, say, 60 degrees out? A.J., you start. No, because you you can't get that chemistry, whether it's cold or not cold, because – I have a feeling um, Foles still would have had that deer in the head, eyes headlock. I mean, deer stuck in the headlights look the whole time because I think that Peterson is trying to make him do things he's not comfortable with. And granted, I understand that Dallas is not that important of a game, but you can't tell me that if you rest him now that he's going to change in three weeks when they have to play the Saints or whoever who's coming up for the first game. You have to, you, he has to yeah. get comfortable. Yeah. And I'm sure Alshon was pissed that he wasn't getting targeted hardly. AJ, that is an excellent point, and as always, an excellent Bring call. And it was it was great to see her. Yeah. She, she was dancing, all, oh, moving, yeah. moving that thing. I love. I she love was in her mood. She she was now to answer your question, Gail. Would it be different in sixty degree weather or some sort of warm weather? I can't help but look back again when the Dallas Cowboys played the Oakland Raiders, the infamous like folded piece of paper game. I think the outcome would have been the same. The Eagles would have walked away with the W, but I think the offenses would have played a lot better. Perhaps he would have seen like a little bit of a shootout. And then you have to worry about, okay, is our defense going to be able to keep up with that and create those turnovers that they created against the Oakland Raiders in 20-degree weather as opposed to 60-degree weather? And you know what? This is why it's good we have this home field advantage, in my opinion, because like we've been preaching since the beginning of the show, we're going to be facing dome teams or teams that are like used to warm climate. Carolina or something like that. Yep. So this, we need this home field advantage. I mean, it, and, uh, it, it helps. It, it definitely does. I mean, 
mean, the way you look at it, if we face the Saints, I mean, they we were talking about earlier before the show, Gail, like the way they were facing Buffalo. They just kept running right. and running the whole game. And, and that's you, a game that where they really didn't pass it much, and they they ran because I, I own all those fantasy players. I monitor it. I had Breeze, the running backs, the whole nine, and the wide receivers. So <laughs> I'm like, yo, they ran the rock. But then where do we? Where is our strength? And and you take and, and you take a look at that Vikings Packers game, right? And you take a look at the Vikings. Granted, they're in Minnesota. They're playing inside of a dome. They didn't have their best offensive performance against a Packers team that's used to playing in the cold, but has pretty much mailed it in since Aaron Rodgers is on injured reserve yep, and they yep. were eliminated from the playoffs officially. But that you know they didn't play their best game. So if you take a look at what arguably is the biggest concern to the Philadelphia Eagles in the postseason, the Minnesota Vikings and that great defense, and they didn't play well in the cold, you have to step up your game and say, if you're coming here, you're playing in the cold, we have to play better. You know what I mean? The home field advantage is not the crowd. It, it's part of it, but it's not the crowd, uh-huh. this particular run. It's all about the cold. You aligned yourselves up with all these dome teams and warm weather teams. Make that an advantage. If you can't make that advantage, all it is is a home game. That is it. A sloppy home game like you saw against the Oakland Raiders. But I think also the next couple of weeks, they have an opportunity to practice in the cold as fuck uh-huh. weather. Um, so they're going to have a you know good couple of weeks here playing in cold weather. It's going to be interesting. That's why I was intrigued what we're all going to say if we, who should start or bench for uh, the oh, game. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to get yeah. into that. We're going to get into that debate. And up next is Harmon from Vancouver. How are you doing today, sir? Is, is it Boxing Day up there or something like that? Yeah, it, it's Boxing Day here up, up here. <laughs> happy Boxing Day. Happy, happy, boxing happy bo- day. What, what the fuck is Boxing Day? Do you guys all like Explain do you all us. guys go out in the snow and strap on some shorts and some gloves and box each other? What is that? <laughs> No, it's just yeah, it's just like uh, your Labor Day. You just get those massive sales. It's a waste of time. You just you can do everything online. It's just that people you know hype it up and shit. It's a waste of time, honestly. Okay. I got I got no time for that shit. I got I got time for uh, this phone call. Time, but but I... first things first, letting you guys know. Yeah, I told you this. I'm gonna be coming down for the game. Yes, you will. Hey! Don't threaten us with a good I'm, time, Harmon. Meeting you guys finally. I'll be at the tailgate <laughs> definitely for a good couple hours minimum with you guys. So that is awesome. That's can't, so awesome. But, uh, can't can't anyway, wait to get that baptism first, first going. Things first. Yes, sir. I want to get into this, what about happened last night. Sorry to cut you guys off there, no but you guys kind of have obviously talked about this. Um, Foles is slow. That's the biggest huh. problem we have with, with uh, Wentz behind center. You know, you, we kind of felt like he had that sense of urgency. So did the team. Foles are just slow. I, you watch him in the pocket, he just looks lost. He doesn't know. He just backpedals. We all saw that, obviously. When he runs around, he looks slow. He just doesn't have that. His accuracy was off. It was horrible yesterday. There was a bunch of third, third and shorts, third and even maybe third and longs that he could have ran because he must have had at least 10 yards in front of him. Like Carson Wentz probably would have backpedaled for a first down. I'm screaming at my TV. I'm thinking to myself, why are you throwing it to the sidelines hoping to get four yards when you could probably get seven if you run straight? You know what I mean? Oh, that play. Just, yeah, the, the whole, that's who I, he is. You know what I mean? I don't know if, that's, if it's his play calling or just his awareness is completely off from what, we're, from what I think we're used to. Wentz sees things down the field like no tomorrow. We all know that, right? Like mm-hmm. Alshon Jeffrey had, what, I think zero catches yesterday, which was ridiculous because like, mm-hmm. he's your stud receiver. He's your top receiver. Nelly had a couple of catches, I believe. Torrey Smith, I think, had one or something. But it, that is something to be very concerned about because that's the guy you know we kind of rely on a lot for deep threats. He did throw it at least once or twice, I believe, as a long bomb, but he was off. His accuracy is off. He needs to fix that ASAP. Jay Ajay, um, I was kind of blew my mind. He had a decent game, 
But that fumble he had, I don't know if Chance Wormack hit him or not, but the man has got three dudes trying to tackle him at once, and he's trying to stiff-arm somebody. There's a point where you yeah. just got to go down and not risk the strip. You know what I'm saying? That was 100%. that was a big blunder on his part, too. Get the first, you got the first down. Just go down. Don't be a hero. It's going to cost you. And then luckily we got the ball back. But what I was going to say is um, – Fools, I, I hope everything is going to be okay with them, but I think from what you guys what you were saying earlier, these next few games, luckily, are at home. They're not going to be blowouts, nothing. These are going to be tight-ass, gritty games, so we just yep. have to get used to it. This is going to be a lot of like blood pressure games coming up here in the next few weeks. Watch. Absolutely. I would, I would honestly, I would honestly, I would, I would make Foles play minimum first half of the Cowboys game. He's got to get his confidence back because he was lost yesterday. He had no idea what was going on. Maybe maybe I would maybe just rest some of the defense because we know defense-wise they're gonna, they're a different unit. Foles is out of the loop, and it's not his fault. Obviously, he came in here in week 13, had to start from scratch. Had yep. he been doing this shitty coming in, let's just say week five, and still playing like this, yeah, then I would scratch my head and be like, you know what, we might be kind of screwed. Awesome, Harmon. We look forward to seeing you, buddy. Uh, at the playoff tailgate, I know him and I were going back and forth in the DMs. He was asking me uh, a couple questions about what you know when to get down. He wanted to take the red eye in the morning of. Oh and no! The, and no, and then, no, no. Yeah, I was like, it can't do I was that. like, dude, save the three hundred dollars for the strip club <laughs> and, and 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 get a hotel room because flying in from Vancouver on the red eye and then attempting to even partake in a Fourth and John tailgate is going to be a rough thing for anybody to handle. Before we go to the next phone call, Mike, uh, idea just popped in my head. Uh, when we take the next phone call, can you put out another Twitter poll? And ask, should we rest the starters next week, yes or no? Because already we're kind of getting into yeah. that debate yeah. of whether we should or should not. So we're going to go to Pukey right now. And then we call that poll. Pukey, you are on with 4th and John. Did you have a merry Pukemas? No, I didn't puke again. Oh, great. So proud of you, buddy. Yay. Yay. There, you there you go, buddy. What would you think of that game yesterday? Hey, um. The defense played well, obviously. Contrast to what I said last week, I'm not worried about the defense at all. They played really well. Offense, Foles. I actually think for this game coming up that they should let Foles and maybe some starters play a series or two. But, of course, I don't want nobody getting hurt in a game that literally means nothing. I think Dallas is going to – I think Dallas is going to rest some starters, too, because they got guys that have been hurt all year that it wouldn't make any sense to start. So, and I and I and I should and I should be I should be a little bit more I guess thankful on this holiday season because not only did the Eagles get the win, albeit I I, I feel some kind of way about it, <laughs> but watching Dallas lose on Christmas Eve was just so. Mm, what, am, what am I trying to say? Mm, it was savory. It was, savory. It, was it was it was ta- it was it was it was tasty. To, as I'm digging into that, you know, Christmas Eve dinner that me, that Mama Rock prepared, and she had a little shrimp and a little crab bisque. Oh, yeah. oh listen, we do it up with the seafood the, 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 the night yeah, before Christmas. Seafood. Oh, man. It's Absolutely. And, and I'm watching the Cowboys lose, and, and here all these Cowboys fans were saying, listen, you know, we don't have Zeke. We don't have Smith. We don't have Lee. And the the, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Making all those yeah. excuses exactly like yeah, that. Meanwhile, uh, all the rest the of the teams in the NFC that need to lose are losing. Mm-hmm. Their destiny is in their own hands at home 
against the Seattle Seahawks team that just got their ass kicked by the Rams, and by the end of the game, Sierra is moonwalking along the end zone. Did you see that video? I saw that. Uh, Good form. Good form, too. Fantastic. She has always had great form. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a big uh, Sierra stan. There you go. I like it. I like it. But it 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 was so great to see the Cowboys lose. Listen, you you are out of excuses when your destiny is in your own hands. You have all the weapons that you need. You're, you're done. I mean, plus they had the actually they had the gimme game against the Raiders. I mean, they, yeah. they had a game gifted to them, and they still couldn't pull this one out. Even with Zeke, and Zeke was back. Cowboy. Atlanta lost, and all, everyone was losing. They had to, it was perfect. And Zeke, right? Zeke was back. The the human evil. And, Dak, you, and, Dak you, and you still couldn't win, you sons of bitches. You still. So I don't <laughs> want to hear shit from you. At all, and Des Bryant three catches, forty four yards, a fumble, throw, and an yeah, interception off his hands. Throw up the X. Throw up the X. I don't want. I don't want to hear shit from the Cowboys fans that are going to be sitting on the couch when your destiny was in your own hands and you had the ability to go into the playoffs and win a game. You know, win a game to get there, and you shit the bed. You suck. I don't want to hear anything from any Cowboys fans. I'm going to give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no-good keister off my property. You filthy animals. Filthy Let's go to Trevor animals. from Columbus. Trevor, who was at the 4th and John tailgate. You were on, buddy. How are you today? Hungover. No <laughs> oh, my God. Usually you bring the energy. Not today, boy. You sound like shit. <laughs> hey. Fourth and John goes hot in the paint. Like that defense <laughs> last night that kept us in the game. Fourth and John so, goes hard. I'm going to say one thing. This offense needs to show up this week. I, I say this. We, get, we have to start the have the starting offense start first. the first first half. Then we'll let such you'll do his thing the second half. You go in on that cowboy defense. Uh, so, absolutely. Other, other than that, oh yeah, definitely. Other than that, I'm gonna work out some magic. I'm maybe down there for the cowboy game. So, oh shit! Well, make sure you uh, make sure you bundle up because rumor has it it's once again supposed to be below thirty degrees and the wind gusts are going to be ten to twenty miles an hour. It was rough out. That there, wind bro. was no joke. I and mean, another chance of being hungover. That again. was rough last night. It was down I, mean, below. I think we were a little spoiled on, on the lower level. We weren't getting the the gusts that people oh, were getting dude, on the second it was level. Terrible. Yeah, but I, I know big and rough. One seventeen got those gusts real badly yesterday. Oh, yeah. One seventeen did. Although the Santa suit. Kept me kept me pretty warm. I mean, I'll admit, like the Santa, I looked like a complete asshole. But in actuality, like I was, I was, to, I was toasty. I was, I was, I was more cold at the Giants game, and it was warmer. It was only like forty, forty-five, something like that. I was, more, I was warmer at the Giants or colder at the Giants game than I was at that game last night. Do you remember getting threatened by an Eagle fan as he walked? We were standing in line to get uh, some food, and a, a fan like points back at you and was like threatened you. You remember that? Vaguely, yeah. But like, threatened me how? It was like uh, it just said some smirky comment. Finish him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get. It's not. Eat. No, it's. <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's not over, Santa. Uh, okay. Merry, <laughs> and he's like looking at me like, Merry Christmas, motherfucker. I don't know. Did somebody put coal in your stocking? Relax, dude. You're at the fucking game. Have a good time. We're gonna go to Tyler from Mississippi. Tyler, you're on down there. It is. Tyler, you're on with Fourth and John. Tell me how I should feel as a fan. Should I be optimistic? Should I be pessimistic? You tell me because I feel some sort of way about this Eagles team. 
man. Uh, I think we should be optimistic. So what I'm thinking is if we can get the offense from the Giants game and that defense from last night, if we can get those two to play on one day, <laughs> yeah. two weeks, we're in the fucking Super Bowl. I, I mean, I get it, man. I get I that. I don't think anybody in the NFC can beat a team, a very complete Eagles team. But if we don't have one show up, we're going to have a rough day against the Vikings or the Saints or the Panthers or whoever. And, and, and it looks more and more like if, 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 if things should go the way that they're going, it looks more and more like we're going to play New Orleans, correct? Mm-hmm. New Orleans. Yeah. I, I, you made a point. Like, I, I was trying to think to, actually today. I'm, like, trying to think when was the last time do you guys remember this team actually playing a complete game as a whole? I mean, they, I remember Ertz had made a comment earlier in the season. Like, yeah, we haven't made a complete uh, team win, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm trying to think about what was the closest game that you remember the season where it was a, a really you good. You guys say it would be the Bears, I would think, because right after the yeah, Bears, yeah. things started slipping. After a Bears game, the defense definitely stepped down a little bit compared mm-hmm. to what it was before. The Denver game was pretty complete. The Denver was, yeah. I mean, I mean, it seems like light years ago when, like, the they NFL had penalties in the, that the Bears game too, didn't they? They they they, they have had struggles with penalties this yeah. season. That's one thing that going forward. Into the playoffs, like if you play mistake-free football and do not turn the ball over and play good defense and have, you know, a serviceable Nick Foles, then you got a shot. But, you know, I I really feel. The NFL season is such a funny thing because in week one, we all sit there and go, it is week one. We've got 16 weeks of football ahead of us. We've got so much football, we're not even going to know what to do with ourselves. The weather's great. It's warm outside. Everyone's flying we're, high. We're day rocks tailgating in shorts and flip-flops like he just got off the beach. It's hot. We're sweating. We're drinking cold beers. It's a, it's, it, we got 16 weeks of football. And then it wasn't that long ago when it was week two when we were sitting there after a loss against Kansas City going, what the fuck is Doug Peterson doing? That game was miserable. Oh, my God. And then it wasn't that long ago on Thursday night football against the Panthers when we were all, when all of a sudden our eyes started to get big. And we were like, wait a minute. Short week in Carolina, good team, and we beat them? Oh, this, this could be something special. And then, it wasn't, and then it wasn't that long ago when we were kicking field goals at 60, you know, 61 yards. It just, and it wasn't that long ago when we were kicking the absolute shit out of teams, curb stomping them. And now all of a sudden we're to this point where we're staring at the last game in the regular season. And what a fucking roller coaster this has been. PTCD. Yes. What a, what a, <laughs> You're yeah, dealing with it. We're all You're dealing with it right now. <laughs> what a roller coaster. We, we have yeah. gone from Eagles going to the Super Bowl is a probability to the Eagles going to the Super Bowl is a possibility to the Eagles if they the defense from fucking from from last night shows up and yeah. the offense we, from the Giants and we can piecemeal yeah. all these different games and we can put the special teams from the first Giants game and we can kind of like you know, Dr. Frankenstein up this this Eagles team and try to make it complete that if the stars fucking align right and we win two home games, then we'll end up in the Super Bowl and then, oh, we got to end up with fucking the Steelers or the Patriots. Good luck with that one. What I mean, the flying 
we basically become that that Zach uh, Galifianakis uh, meme or that GIF. Where he's <laughs> yeah. looking and the, the numbers are going yeah. through. That's what we have become because now we're trying to figure out w- what team is going to show up mm-hmm. uh, and how it's going to happen. Is Nick Foles going to you know turn turn his shit around or? You know what the deal is. Maybe. He might have his rematch with the Saints too in the division game, divisional game, and if we it face could. him, it could be a big rematch at our at Man, our. We don't have Riley. Th- we don't have Riley Cooper to throw. He's thrown to. Maybe part of what I'm feeling isn't only like post traumatic Carson, whatever you were calling it, and it's not only the fact that I was hoping they would play better on Christmas. Maybe I'm just dealing with like fatigue. Fatigue. You know what I mean? It's been such an emotional roller coaster this year. I can't be the only one out there that's like, I'm fucking exhausted. Oh, he needs some <laughs> <laughs> I would think it the same way. I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm like, well, plus, I mean, come on. You know, we're out in L.A. Yeah. You're partying hard. Yeah. With all these Eagle fans. A lot of emotions, man. Like, you, and then out in New York. A lot of energy. Like, And then you go to the cold weather in New York, and it's just a weird environment there, and you don't. And then you come back to this game, partying em- hard. Partying hard. The environments are cold as fuck. Do you think Wentz has something to do with it as well? Because right after LA, I mean, that's when it started like yeah, feeling. We, we been, were like feeling a little down a little bit. I mean, I'm t- it's stress. It really yeah. is. I mean, you can't, you can't, you, you can't put, if you can't put your finger on it and you know you're, it's, it's <laughs> depression <laughs> setting in with Carson Wentz. I mean, come on. When you saw Carson Wentz on camera walking up with those crutches it did something to you right oh, yeah. i was like what in the fuck the, 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 the crowd when when he went to, to the middle of the field for the coin toss was chanting mvp the crowd just went absolutely yeah yeah that was nice it was a nice moment but whatever caller or whoever brought it up it was absolutely right you saw i think it was aj you saw carson wentz like snapshots of him in the owner's box just looking down like dude what in the entire <laughs> shit and and you know what you know dealing with fatigue you know a little football fatigue for the longest time especially you know and on this show too we we'd be this would be the next to last podcast yeah this, this, this would be we'd be wrapping it up like we'd have one more tailgate one more show and we'd be thanking all the faithful listeners and those of you tweeting in and listening in at home and calling in and coming to the tailgates we'd be doing we be doing a wrap. We got extra football though. Should be happy, right? I mean, should yeah. We should, should be happy, right? Be oh, fucking fuck happy. Me. First ever Fourth of John playoff tailgate. That's gonna be something. And two. Say say it loud, everyone. Thirteen, 13 and two. Thirteen and two, and I am fucking exhausted. The other the, the, <laughs> the, the, the other the other thing that I was thinking of, and I was actually talking to to, to one of my buddies, Chris Barletto, earlier before I came in here, and the last Eagles playoff win. Mm. Was 2007, correct? Yeah. Yes. So I've been doing social media. Like, like it just dawned on me. Here's another moment of clarity, if you will. <laughs> they, they come far and few in between. But here's another moment of clarity. I started doing, like, social media in 2007. Eagles, YouTube videos, so on and so forth. I'm thinking this entire fucking time, for the better part of a decade, I've been doing social media. I haven't seen an Eagles playoff win. Like we're talk- You can't handle the we're truth. We're talking about. 10 going on 10 years without a playoff win we're like that team when when you hear when you hear them announce on the on the broadcast that hey this team hasn't won a playoff game since then the buffalo bills or the cleveland browns or something like that now all of a sudden you get to the philadelphia eagles and you realize you're that dude that hasn't won a playoff game and coming up on 10 years well then if you think about 
to make it even worse. I mean, better oh, for us. Right. Here you go. They, the Cowboys. What it been? Twenty two years. Twenty two yeah. years. <laughs> one, one of them. One one playoff win. Yeah. I guess so, the Eagles. I mean, feel good about yourself. There's a silver lining. <laughs> yeah, there's a silver lining. <laughs> You're I, still better than the Cowboys. I, I, I am just exhausted. Hopefully, the next caller on the line can guide me through how I'm supposed to feel <laughs> after this Eagles victory. I guess we're number one seeds. Okay, Puga's on the line. Lady Killer Puga, how you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday yes. season. You too, Puga. Yeah, it was you, my brother. Yeah. How you feeling, buddy? So, I, I, you know what? I was watching the game, and just like all of you, I was concerned. But the, the, the stat that, that I guess ESPN or John Gruden, you know how he talks about nonsense during, during plays, uh, it, between the plays is, uh, after the game I noticed that the Eagles were, I think, one for 14 on third down. Yeah. Mm. And, or one for 14. And, and you know what, guys? In the playoffs, we have to convert those third downs because if we don't, it's going to be a long day and that – that divisional round if we don't convert those third down. Here, here's more, so that, here's that, more that, concerning. That's just my point. Here's more concerning. Carson Wentz was like the top-rated third-down quarterback in the league before he got injured. Yep. Last night, with the ball in Nick Foles' hands, he did not convert one single third. The third down you're speaking of it was a running play. Yeah, And we were one of the best teams uh, down by the goal line. Yeah. Scoring. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the thing that really yeah. – I used to get chills like when we talked about – Third down percentage. Oh and, yeah, and you used to it, feel a little tingle in the red zone. Like that. That made me. I got a little tingle. You know what I mean? <laughs> More than anything that I've ever felt before. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. But, but 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 not only that, guys. I'm excited to to be up for the fourth for I guess the inaugural fourth and John playoff tailgate. I You're gonna be, be there. there. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you guys. But I'm I'm not gonna lie though. You guys are making me a little nervous in the cold. Uh, you know. I, I, you know. I'm a I'm a desert dweller. I'm yeah, going to be, man. you know, changing uh, the, the scenery for the, for the weekend, and it's going to be really cold. So hopefully, I can survive. I, I don't. And hopefully, the Eagles can survive. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know if we're going to be able to do any like hashtag poon for Puga, <laughs> only because you're going to have so many layers on. You're not going to be able to find your dick. It'll Arctic be. Uh, it'll be uh, <laughs> pneumonia for Puga. Let, 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 honestly, let, let, yeah. Let, <laughs> let me make a suggestion to you because I was okay at the game last night. I had on. Uh, two pairs of thermal like tops, right? Two uh, two right. O- two other long sleeve tops, two sweatshirts, and the Santa top. Down below, I had two pairs of thermals on, two pairs of sweatpants, and lingerie. The, and the, no, yes, no, you did. no, no, no. <laughs> and 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 the Santa bottoms. And I was okay. It was still cold, but I wasn't like I could feel my feet. So I I don't know what kind of suitcase you're bringing up from from Texas up there, but make sure you go to your nearest Walmart or when you land, you find some place with a lot of like cheap ass just warm thermals. Go to fucking Walmart and spend like fifty dollars, eighty dollars on just just warm clothes. Otherwise, I swear to you, you were going to end up a pugasicle. Yeah. It, was, it was fun looking at some of the yeah, Cali no, folks. It, they it, had the uh, that was it, the first it, it time out funny. there. They were like yeah. freezing, dude. They're, 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 they're like, well, our Cali blood's yeah. not ready for this. Oh, the Cali people were there. Yeah, they were, they were free- freezing. They, they, they were freezing. freezing. So what you? I, you know, I, I was like, you know what? I, I can, I can do it. You know, I'm not, I'm not used to the East Coast cold and whatnot. But then they panned the temperature on the uh, at the game. It was like 19 degrees, and then they panned some poor little kid, <laughs> and he just looked like he was just miserable dying. And I was like, oh no, you know, like I hope that's not me. But I'm gonna take you guys' advice, and I cannot wait to see you guys. It's gonna be a, a hell of a time. 
We will see you there, Puga. It's, away, it's, a, brother. it's a pleasure to know that you were going to be on board for the inaugural. I like the way you phrase that. The inaugural uh, first playoff, fourth and John tailgate. That should be lit. Uh, hopefully, we're all in good moods. <laughs> and, uh, Not if, so optimistic. If we sound like anything from uh, anything like Trevor from Columbus, the day after we oh. know we have done our job. Real quick, before we get around to round of the league and the Twitter questions and all that. Let's touch on it because it's going to be a big debate, and we'll, we'll get to it during the Twitter questions, the poll results. But do you rest, Mr. Gail Saunders, do you rest the starters for the game against the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, there's only so many starters that you can rest. Right. Uh, I think uh, you do rest the guys that you need to. I, if it was me, I'd have Nick Foles playing the first half, work it out, work it out a system. Um, you know, last time we played the Cowboys last year, they they played um, Dak Prescott in the first quarter, and then they played Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, so I mean, just get him some snaps, and then you uh, Nate Sud- Sudfeld them. Nate Sudfeld them. I like it. I like it. Mike, what do you what do you think? You know what? I would like to see Foles play a few series. I would say maybe like a quarter, a quarter and a half. Get him like a hopefully have a good rhythm going from what we saw against the Raiders. And then after that, just uh, just bench him, put Seffield in. And then for the defense, you know what? It's a meaningless game. I would not be heartbroken at all or care whatsoever if all the defense players were uh, out for the game. I would have no problem with it. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with you, Gail, as far as Foles is concerned. I want to see him the first uh, half. I want to mm-hmm. also see um, – I'm actually fine with uh, keeping both Blunt and Jai out of the game entirely yep. and just saving them up for the postseason. Um, as far as the wide receivers are concerned, get a few snaps for Aguilar and Jeffrey, but they don't need to be in there that long. Uh, we know what they are. And um, Wisniewski, if he's not 100%, don't push him back there just to play the last game of the season. Let him get his rest. I have a feeling he might not play. Yeah. I, I, like, I, it's an unnecessary game. He's coming off an injury. Get him ready for the postseason. That's that's how I feel about it. And I agree with you, Mike, as far as the defense is concerned. There's, we don't need Cox or Jernigan getting rolled up on in a freak play. Just new. Yeah. I'm going to give you a little bit of an opposite of an opinion. And, again, going back to the last show I touched on, I kind of got into it with Ike Reese about, you know, whether to rest players or start players or or stuff like that. I have absolutely no problem, even after the performance that they gave last night, resting the majority of the starters or at least as many as you can for the Dallas Cowboys. Sure, would it be nice for Nick Foles to get a couple touchdowns uh, against the Cowboys to try to get his swag back and everything? Yeah, sure, it would be nice. But what happens if the exact opposite happens? Remember, we're in 24-degree weather again. So what happens if he does look like shit again? Does that now put a put a you know, you limp dick in it on, on your way to the playoffs or anything like that? And you're also playing the division rival. Heaven forbid they go hard just out of spite, just out of pure anger and spite from what happened last week, and there's one dirty shot. Also, you got to keep in mind, too, that it's an all-or-nothing tra- it's an all or nothing proposition here. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't rest guys like Wisniewski or Lane Johnson and then put Nick Foles back there. That's unfair to Nick Foles. Yeah. You're trying to ask him to, what, find his groove with the rest of the starters out? Here's what I would do, all right? If, I, if I'm resting and, and starting, I'm resting Blunt and Ajayi, it's going to be the Clement and Barner show. Let them do their thing. Foles is out. Uh, Sudfeld is in. Wisniewski and Johnson. I don't want Johnson anywhere on the field. Get him out. Let's see, guys. Will Beatty so is you're still going to hide your run. Johnson? I'm going to hide my Johnson. Okay. <laughs> Underneath seven layers of thermal <laughs> underwear. Uh, remember, Will Beatty's on this fucking team, too. Yeah. They signed him. They need to give him some reps. Sell, uh, say Amalu on the inside. All yeah. right. Give him some reps. 
Ertz is out. Burton Selleck all day long. Uh, Jeffrey and Aguilar, get him out. Hollins, Johnson. Mac, the Mac Hollins. Sprinkling of yeah. more sprinkling. I don't think Torrey Smith's back next year, so really who gives a fuck whether he's out there or not. So put Torrey Smith out there. Give me Hollins and, and, and Marcus Johnson all day long. Vertical Brooks, threats. your pro bowler, out. Warmack in. I don't care if he's playing like shit, but that's what I'm talking about. You don't want Nick Foles back there playing behind a backup offensive line trying to get, quote-unquote, his swag back. On defense, Cox and Graham. Uh, Graham is dealing with a little bit of an injury. Oh, yeah, I, they're ankle. out. Bo Allen. Negative, though, on the injury. On, neg- the, on, the, on the x-ray. Good. Bo Allen, long in there all day long. Darby and Mills, I want them out of there. Razul Douglas. Razul Douglas, Patrick Robinson, and perhaps Gale gets his Christmas wish. And we do see a sprinkling of one Sidney Jones in there. Jenkins out. I don't want my my Pro Bowl safety back there, especially being a veteran. Put Graham in. uh, Jernigan out. There's there's guys like Qualls and Vallejo, way too many. uh, Destiny Bio. 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 There you go. It's also an opportunity for guys that really haven't made an impact or maybe haven't even dressed to, to, to kind of, you know, throw See them a bone. See what throw you them got. a bone. You know what I mean? Guys like Gibson, who, uh, Shelton Gibson. Uh, Ellerby needs some more playing time to kind of – I like him as a rud stuffer in certain situations. I, I thought he played an okay game. He needs some more He needs some more snaps. Put him in there. Qualls, uh, Jalen Watkins, Means at defensive end. Mm-hmm. Like, let's give some of these guys that were on the active roster who don't necessarily dress all the time, let's give them the opportunity to get some snaps out there against the Dallas Cowboys. I, uh, on the way over here, I heard Seth Joyner talking about, like, you know, do we sit or, you know, sit some of the players. He made an interesting point about momentum. Like, mm-hmm. do you reward the players by giving them – make them play. You know, if they if they play shitty, keep them in there. If you want to rest, you play good first half. And then play the uh, backups. But haven't but, but yeah, he was, t- he was just talking about when you challenge the players and ha- having that momentum going into the playoffs. And he's, he was just like, if it was up to him, he would challenge the players. Of course he would. Uh, That's Seth Jordan. Yeah. Seth Jordan, you just look at the man. There's no more of a more intimidating man. Even even when I see him to this day, he just exudes Fuck intimidation. Yeah. Like, like I'm as mad as hell, yeah. and I'm not <laughs> going to take this anymore. And I could maybe understand that a little bit better if we were playing in the wild card round. Because momentum going into the playoffs, we still got a we still got a week layover. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So really, how much of that momentum playing a half of football? What, what are you really gaining by that? Especially if Nick Foles comes out and looks like shit again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, since we're talking about it, I'll do the quick Twitter poll for it. Mm-hmm. So we asked, would you sit the starters against the Cowboys? And then 65% of people said yes. You should sit them. You should sit them. Okay. All right. So, you know, kind of down the middle, but more towards leaning towards sitting and everything like that. I mean, that makes sense. You don't want to risk injury. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm tired. Let's let, let's let's uh, switch it up to Evan's favorite segment of the show, and let's go around the league with Mr. Evan Bubblegum Ear. Yes, yes, around the league where we're talking about we all things that, not Eagles. We're getting that great music again. Yeah, oh, we're, we're sorry, music. <laughs> still, get, still getting used to this segment. <laughs> it's all good, man. So uh, anyway, uh, first topic. James Harrison yeah. uh, getting dropped from Pittsburgh mm. and now getting that signed by Bill Belichick in a classic Bill Belichick move, going and swiping a guy up right for the uh, getting ready for the postseason. He did it with Blunt. That was smart. That's smart. You can't you can't blame the guy, you know, for going out and that that's gonna be your biggest rival in the playoffs. 
I mean, it's, you're right. It's so Bill Belichick. It do. is. And it's like the rich get richer. You look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, why'd you cut the guy? Was he a problem in the locker room? Maybe we were trying to set an example going into the playoffs. Maybe we were trying to Seth Joyner, Joyner it and challenge the players. Well, guess what? Fuck nuts. You just you just gave your, your, your biggest opponent to making the Super Bowl one of the most aggressive defensive players. It, it makes it, it makes no sense, but at the same time, it makes perfect sense. At the same the time, it, yeah, I was going to say, at the same time, it makes sense. You feel like Belichick's probably be like, hey, I'll give you a few million dollars if you just give me all the dirt with the Steelers playbook. Hey, now they don't have to use drones or sh- and shit. Now they could just pay a guy legally to get the playbook. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yeah. The, the, the rich get richer. It is unbelievable. What's up next? Uh, so next we got another guy that is another possible MVP candidate. Todd Gurley, who has been single-handedly decimating defenses in the whole finale of the season right now. Uh, He's getting hot at the right time of year, and he gave a good Christmas gift to a lot of fantasy owners out there, helping them win championships. What's your thoughts on Todd Gurley possibly carrying this team to the playoffs? Well, if the... the, He's going to be a problem. If the Rams are smart, they'll do exactly what we've been preaching that the Eagles should do, which is just run the rock in cold weather. I mean, the Rams are what? The third seed as it stands right now? The Ram, uh, the Rams are third. the third seed. So you're going to host yourself a home game, assuming you assuming you win that, assuming you win the game against, like, let's say the Falcons, if everything works out correctly. You're going to be on the road probably against the, against the Vikings, right? So another dome team. You run girly. You keep the, the ball out of Case Keenum's hands. You pound that defense, make them a little tired. You can win that one, and then you just got to ride Gurley all the way to the Super Bowl. It can absolutely happen. Ride Gurley, eh? Um, well, I mean, Todd Gurley is the Rams' offense. Everything revolves around the threat of Todd Gurley. If there's no threat of Todd Gurley, you don't get guys crossing routes and, you know, you know, seven deep, touchdowns deep in the shots. past two games. The guy's an animal. I mean, if you, haven't, if you didn't watch him in college— uh, he was a beast. The only thing that stopped him was an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. And he's just rebounded to his form, and he looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's elite right now. J- Jared Goff is a system quarterback. And it's perfect. Mike McVay has that tailor-made. We spoke on it earlier, how he was in his headset telling him audibles and stuff like that. Well, defensively, you can scheme to try to stop Jared Goff. They've got outside weapons like Watkins and stuff like that, but you can even still scheme to take away those outside weapons. Mm-hmm. The one thing you cannot scheme for is a talent like Gurley. Mm-hmm. He's just on another level. It's just like the Cowboys almost, really. Yeah. Like, it's because we, I mean, I guess we preach that Dak's like, almost like a system quarterback, but then you have to deal with Zeke. Zeke's yeah. another freaking problem. Another it's like animal. the same other deal. But Gurley's ability in the passing game, dude had 10 catches last game. Yeah. And he, he can catch yeah. a screen, take it to for the like house. 150 yards. He can break a, a run up the middle, take it to the house. He can stiff arm a motherfucker <laughs> and take it to the house. There's not too many backs in the NFL that can do that. And be on the field three downs. Three downs, yep. Uh, another guy who is really coming into his own, uh, the guy that sat behind uh, Tom Brady for many years, Jimmy G, is looking like the future of San Francisco. What are your thoughts on him, him turning that franchise around? Well, when, you, when you take a look at the fact that they only had to give up a second-round pick uh, to get a Bill Belichick-slash-Tom Brady-trained disciple-trained yeah. quarterback, you can't ask for a better scenario. You're learning how to be cool under pressure. You're learning how to read defenses. You're learning how to use your brain. Um, There's a reason why Tom Brady's been able to play as long as he has, and that's because he doesn't put himself in harm's way, and he knows exactly how to execute the offense. You take a guy who's just learned that entire work ethic 
from the Patriots and you bring them onto your team. Now you don't got to worry about what you're going to do with that first round pick, which mm-hmm. is going to be in the, at the top. You can then, you can then imagine them like having Jimmy Garoppolo and then they decide all of a sudden they want to get Barkley from Penn State. Yeah. Holy fuck nuts. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. If, the, if you give Garoppolo a couple targets, man, he could be an issue. He's the quickest quarterback ever to reach 1,200 yards in the first three games. Of his uh, career at being a starter, yeah. that's a that's an NFL record. He beat Kurt Warner's record with that. What, what were you saying, Gail? No, don't they have two top top picks next season? Yeah, uh, in the first, I, the 49ers, first yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought that was the Cleveland Browns. Or did yeah, they have that is to, that yeah. is Cleveland Browns. That is a Cleveland, that is Browns. Browns. Cleveland Browns. And the way the way they're standing right now, I mean, the Cleveland Browns are like right now one and five. So they have two picks in the top five. San Francisco's at eight. The most Cleveland thing to do would be to completely fuck that up. But you can't tell me that you can't turn around a franchise. That that that's almost like the draft day movie. Kevin Costner getting those top two picks and like what the first five pick. I mean, it's like exactly like that. You can turn around a franchise pretty quick. Uh, yeah, I mean the 40, uh, 49ers are in perfect Saquon Barkley territory right now. They're at eight. Um, I, but I, I believe they've got the eighth pick. I thought they'd be a lot higher than that. Right now reason. they're at the eighth. Well, well, Jimmy keeps winning. They're gonna, yeah. you know. What I, mean? uh, I think Jimmy G, man, he's he's a sound quarterback, a guy that, uh, you know, he's got some moxies. He learned from the best. Uh, that was the perfect setup for them. And now you're seeing what the 49ers can be with competent QB play. It's a, it's a great move by. And the, once upon the a time, we took a look at John Lynch and like, really, you're gonna hire John Lynch as a GM? You're you really gonna do that? Not only did he fleece the Bears in that trade for Trubisky. Yep. But yeah. now he just got for a second round pick Garoppolo, and he's in position for a top ten. Like God damn, the 49ers. It's not going to take long for them to flip it, just like Doug Peterson did uh-huh. after the Chip Kelly era, that brief Chip Kelly stint out there in San Francisco. They're going to turn it around pretty quickly over there. Uh, going back to the Browns, I saw an interesting stat the other day. Uh, since December fifteenth, twenty fifteen, there have been three Star Wars movie releases. <laughs> in that same amount of time, the Cleveland Browns have won one game. <laughs> If they oh lose God. next week, they'll cap off a winless season. How much longer will the fans of Cleveland endure this team? They, they have to be gluttons for punishment. I would not wish being a Cleveland Browns fan on my worst enemy. Just that, that, that is just misery. Absolute misery. To buy and tickets I, to that every single week. And just, and just go. They yeah. travel well, though. Remember when, when we faced the Browns? Yeah. They, they, they travel out. pretty well. I mean... I would hate to be a Browns fan, though. I'd be so fucking miserable well, every day of my the, life. One of the other things is they 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 had Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they had a genius. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that was you, their first mistake. Let you know, know what I'm saying? And then then on top of that, they lost their franchise to the Baltimore Ravens, who won a Super Bowl with a lot of that talent. So they've endured a lot. You know what I'm saying? And, but and, and I, that, every time I look at Browns fans, those are some loyal ass motherfuckers. Yeah. And, and and then on top of that. In the pit of misery, all these oh. first and second picks wasted on quarterbacks. Oh my God. You know, and the, they pay, the laundry list. Carson Wentz is not top a worthy. top twenty quarterback. They they landed in the exact position where they could have got the quarterback, <laughs> the legit quarterback that would have finally turned their franchise around. And what do they do? What only the Cleveland Browns would do. Yes, you did! And trade out of that pick with the Philadelphia They, they passed on Deshaun Watson. Not once, but twice. What? For Kaiser. <laughs> Kaiser. Sold it. And, um, 
how much longer? I I, I don't know. And, but and they just got rid of their GM as well. So yeah. Like like. At what point do they ever turn it around as a franchise? I think they, they do. Just... They got to get rid of this. I mean, they they had the whole analytics thing working with the team. Just get back to football. Drafting yeah. well. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, they had they had Hugh Jackson in there, for, you know, football guy. It's a, they need to just wash the stink off of them. They brought yeah. they brought in RG three last season. Like, they just dude, need to like on. I don't and I don't know how because every couple of years they seem to like like take a shower, just wash the stank off of them, and try something else. Uh-huh. And then in two years they stink again, and they got to wash themselves off again. I don't know. That, that's like one of those impossible tasks. Like I don't know how you would turn that franchise they, around. Good. If you're a Browns fan, would you want to fire Hugh Jackson or you just yes. give him more time? I get rid of him. Would you? Start he over. has no talent besides Josh Start Gordon. Over. Start over. One in 30 in the past. I know, but they have nobody. You, well, absolutely you mentioned, nobody. You mentioned Josh Gordon. That's the only, <laughs> the only feel-good story about Cleveland Browns this season is the ability of Josh Gordon, who's come off a... Uh, you know, and years of not playing football and just come back. And Hugh be... Jackson's as good as gone because the first step to 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 a head coach getting fired is a new GM because they're always going to want to bring in their own guys, mold the team in their own identity and stuff like that. He's going to have they, trouble they, getting a high school job. <laughs> well, 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 no, he's a, he, if you ask people around the league, Hugh Jackson guy. is a phenomenal coach. Mm. Everybody loves him. He's well respected. He just ends up in these shitty ass. With these shitty ass clubs and can't you know like the Oakland Raiders yeah. and the fucking Cleveland Browns and can't make anything happen. I think he was. He, I think he had his hands tied. You know, yeah. those analytics guys were making the sh- calling the shots. But if you want to, you want to see some funny. If you watch, if you want to see uh, Hugh Jackson dance, there's some. There's like a viral video of him like dancing to hip hop music. Yeah. <laughs> it's the funniest shit ever. He's like trying to dance to it and he yeah. feels like he's got the groove. But check it out yeah. if you can. Speaking of dancing to hip-hop, real quick, what was going on with your girlfriend's mom at the fucking tailgate? What was going on with your girlfriend's mom at the... She was stop. She was wasted. First of all, she was stopping white girl, police. White girl wasted. She was stopping the cops in between the like as they were rolling through. And what was she doing? She pulls one out of the cop car, wants a selfie, and this cop was like, he was a good looking, like handsome uh, young young man. So he comes out, he takes a selfie. The the cop comes back down the aisle. She's on top of the hood twerking on the car. She, what? This uh, is your girlfriend's mom. This is your girlfriend's mom. I want you up before she's a fucking partier. She was. She was grinding up on Santa. I was like, what the hell hell is going on here? No, she's a... I had to fucking babysit her at the damn tailgate. It was so bad. She had a good time, right? No, (laughs) she... Obviously, I mean, she was freaking twerking in front of everybody at the tailgate. That's a big part of 4th and John tailgate. Baby, that's enough, baby. You're too hot. (laughs) People having a good time, and she did. You you never know what's going to happen at the 4th and John tailgate. You might Uh, even see Mike's future mother-in-law. I just hope there isn't a lot of... You know what? I'll say this right here. I just hope there isn't a lot of videos that people took of her because her boy that lives in Florida, he has a Twitter. Oh. And and if he sees, like, any evidence, it might be... Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll put the squash on that. Fuck. Okay. Switch the topic. Switch the topic. (laughs) Evan, you got another one for us, buddy? I got one more more thing here. And uh, it is actually involving the Eagles, but uh, just sticking with the Christmas theme here. Carson Wentz. I'm not trying to draw a cowboy connection here, but... He got the offensive lineman cowboy boots, like custom-made cowboy boots. I mean, are you guys fans of that? I kind of would have got that gift. Like, oh, cool.
school. Kind of went out I, the I, back I can't The most country thing possible. <laughs> I can't imagine Jason Peters out there <laughs> rocking the, the the Rick Ross look with a couple of uh, like Jason Kelsey makes sense. Yeah. Lane Johnson. Uh, Lane Johnson, Johnson. makes yeah. sense. Even uh, even Brooks. He you know he's from down in Texas. Right. That that makes sense. I like to see Big V rocking some cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, the first thing I do is I take those boots and just like go to the wifey and just wear nothing but the boots and be like this boots this this, boots want. night tonight. <laughs> it's boots night get ready cowgirl I mean are we, last not, year, are last we year, knocking we, the boots tonight or not at least it was uh, it wasn't guns I think last year he bought like the entire offensive line yes. guns yeah. yep. I mean at least he's he's giving a little element of Carson Wentz you know he's shedding you know some pieces of him sharing with the family yeah, that's what they yeah, do. That, that you're to. It's I put, a personal I, gift. I put them personal shits on gift. eBay as soon as like, yeah. hey, I'll, I'll even sign them and put them on eBay. Maybe I'll get a couple hundred bucks, take the whole family out to fucking. And, and big Arby's. shout, out, big shout out to you. He blessed me with an awesome gift with the yes. jer- jersey. Yes. Uh, you're that, welcome. That sir. was pretty awesome. You're you know? welcome. Sir. See, I, I, like Carson, he's shedding. Yeah, sharing gifts. Bit of, that was a right. that was a pretty dope gift. I got to take an inventory of the letters that I have left. If I if I can work it out, there wasn't an X, Trox. There wasn't an X, so I, I <laughs> nobody had a last name with an X in it. But if I can work out some more plaques, I'll try to try to take an inventory of the letters that I have left. Thank you very much, Evan. And next up, we're going to go to the Twitter questions with Mike. All right, we were talking about earlier about the how the TL on the Twitter was a dumpster fire. Our good, <laughs> our good friend, brother Frankie says, if there was one thing you want to address to the fan base, what would it be and be as gritty as possible? So what do you have to say? To the whole Eagles fan base right now. Can I start? Because I got a little. Yeah, go ahead. There is such a term called fan police out there. And the term fan police goes for anybody who's telling you how to behave as a fan that is inverse to how you're behaving. And it goes for both sides. I mean, you have those overly negative fans that are trying to tell you, listen, you just got to realize that the Eagles aren't going anywhere. It's not, we're never going to win a fucking Super Bowl. You just, you just got to give up. I mean, you, you, you just got to realize that it's not going to happen. It's stopping in a fucking bitch. You can't tell people that have, that have invested that heavily into this season and put that much hope and that much stock into this team. You cannot tell them not to be positive and not to want to watch and will their team to victory. There's another side to that. The overly positive fans, all right. You can't you can't look turn your nose up and look down upon fans that are grieving, have that post traumatic Carson Wentz distress, whatever the fuck you said before. PT. You can't you can't you can't. I saw I saw fans the day after Carson Wentz was announced with the ACL tear tell people, well, we got Nick Foles. If you're off the bandwagon, goodbye. You just get over it. You can't tell fans not to be upset. Uh, over stuff like that or not to be angry or turn your nose up or tell them you're a bad fan if you don't feel like the Eagles are going to do it. They're grieving. They're grieving. The more I travel and the more I do this, this, spend time in this wasteland called social media that for some reason I decided to make my home, (laughs) the more I realize the fans are are people. They're going to react to things differently. Um... They're going to take in what they are seeing differently, and they're going to respond differently. Now, you don't have to always think that they're right, but don't tell other fans, whether you're positive or negative, how to act. The only thing I will not tolerate is quitting. That's, that's just a bitch-ass move that is not in the, in the book of 4th and John when I am preaching the gospel. I will not tolerate quitting. Get the fuck out of here! There you go. There you that's go. my answer. I'm sorry it was a little long-winded, but that's my answer. 
I guess we'll go with that then. <laughs> I mean, Tio, team Tio was a mess, but you know, like I, I think anyone who watched Menace to Society, you know, they just smoked your quarterback. And right about now, you acting like a little bitch. Yeah. You know, there's a moment where you, a moment of clarity where you're like, shit has happened, and now you have to regroup and focus, Eagle fans. But I, you know, earlier today I, I posted something. Just you know, regardless of, I'm not gonna, you know, it is what it is. The facts are, we're hosting playoffs. We got an opportunity. Other teams' QBs have to play in harsh conditions. We still play defense. These are facts. Yeah. You know, it, we still have to do these things. Mm-hmm. We have a shot. You, At the end you, of the day, let's let's move forward and deal deal deal, deal with the cons- consequences. The game still has to be played. You can be as positive as you want to be. You can be as negative as you want to be. Listen, this has been a roller coaster of a season. I'm not going to judge you either way. Again, the only thing that I will not tolerate quitting. Is, is quitting. Uh, that's just a bitch-ass move that I will not tolerate. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's only one message I want to get out to the fans, and that is that it's still possible. The crazier things have happened. We are 13-2 and two for a reason, goddammit. And it's a, like Carson Wentz was a major portion of this season, but there's an entire team that's around him. So if they're able, like, uh, I forget who the caller was that said it, but if we can get the offense versus the Giants game and the defense versus this game and find a way to make them work together for three games, anything can happen. We're all passionate. Just be kind to one another. Just try try to be – try not to go to war with each other over – over this too much. That's the that's the only thing. I'm not sure if that's the answer he was looking for. If he was looking for me to lecture fans on how they should feel. Listen, take it in how you take it in. Just try to try to be kind to one another a <laughs> but, little bit. But do bring the energy yeah. to the playoffs, fans. Either e- either way, on Sunday you got a game. So I expect everybody on Sunday to pull up their big boy pants and go to war. That's what we should do as a fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at me, I'm fan policing now. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Motherfucker. <laughs> All right, we got another question from K Dorsey seven one three. He says, "Do you believe the fact Carson is hurt is exposing weaknesses we have had all year, or are we in a, just a general slump?" Yes, I think that's exactly <laughs> what's happening. Is the fact that it, it's just exposing weaknesses. He was he was the one that was extending plays mm-hmm. and making plays that shouldn't have happened happen. He got the ball when the play was over, and he was able to get a first down on third downs. He was the reason that we were where we were. I mean, Carson Wentz gives you the ability to move the chains in other ways that other quarterbacks don't have. Like, he can make something out of nothing. I can't expect Nick Foles to make some things out of nothing. He's With just got to make something <laughs> out of something that's in his in his face. So, I mean, Carson Wentz is – there's only one Carson Wentz. Yeah. You know, if, if, if uh, Drew Brees goes down, does Sean Payton look like a genius? Nah. You know, I mean, if, if, if Cam Newton goes down, are the Panthers going to be as potent as they've been? No. With Joe Webb? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If this, if ben, Big Ben goes down, are the Steelers the powerhouse that they are? No. The only person that can really get away with that is Bill Belichick because he can make pretty much anybody look good. Yeah. Um, I think the lack of Carson Wentz is kind of kind of exposing the chinks in the armor that that do exist. That do exist. Yeah. I mean, right now we're rocking with the best of the basic. <laughs> best of the basic. <laughs> so hashtag best of the basic. You know, that's what it is. You know. Alright, and we got another question from Matt Lewis Toledo, I believe his name. He says, Which team would you guys like the Eagles to face for the divisional round? Uh, a rematch with the Saints wouldn't be too bad. I'm, I'm sure Carson would like to uh, 
t- get on the uh, plus side of that one. I would have no problem with that or the Panthers. The Panthers do another rematch yeah. with the Panthers. The only the only team it's impossible for us to play if I'm if I'm reading this correctly is the uh, is the Rams. Right. That's the only yeah. team that that we could not possibly face in the divisional round. So you're looking at Falcons, Panthers, Saints. And don't forget, you know, there's some things to be shaken at. Still alive for the Seahawks. I know the Seahawks are still alive. The Seahawks are down there at the seven, at nine and six. You know, there's a way they can creep into playoffs as well. If I they got to play here now. If I were to pick it, I'd say the Panthers. I'd rather play the Panthers. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn. I'm, I'm just like, bring who the fuck ever. You know, I think that's the mentality that that this team has to take on. I mean, like, bring whoever. You know, I, I really don't want to see uh, Drew Brees. You know, like he's he's the most veteran out of all the all the quarterbacks. Um, and Russell Wilson. That's a, I always get a kick when like people are like, oh, this team doesn't scare me, but this team does. This team doesn't scare me, but they, they're all scary when it comes to the playoffs. It's the playoffs. It's one and done. It, it's like, one and done. You, Anything you got to win. Yeah, yep. I, I don't care if you sneak into the playoffs. They're, they're all dangerous at that point. Because we're all 0-0, oh and, oh and we can all be one and done. Mm-hmm. All right, we got another question from atmen555. It says, can Foles realistically build chemistry with the wide receivers and tight ends by the time we get to the playoffs? He better. He does, but I like going back to what we were talking about with the whole substitution thing. I think he's got to get his reps in, not only in practice but also in the game. I think it'll be valuable to play him that first half when he's going to be having the first round by. I mean, I, I think he will. Uh, you look how long it took for Alshon Jeffrey and Carson Wentz to be a cohesive unit before he was just going to Earths all the time, and then you you saw what you know Alshon Jeffrey's you know real worth is so much so that he got a contract. So I think the next couple of weeks. Is is valuable to those uh, those players to get their shit together. It, it it's a risk work uh, versus reward sort of scenario because how much more do you think the chemistry is going to increase by Nick Foles being in there for one half of football against the Dallas Cowboys versus risking injury? You know what I mean? That that, that is he ever going to have the chemistry with Ertz? and Alshon and Nelson like Wentz had having gone through what 12 13 weeks of the mm-hmm. season. No, he's not going to have that type of chemistry. It's an unreasonable expectation to expect him to have that kind of chemistry. But don't you want him to have every ounce of chemistry he can get before those games? But yeah, I also want him I, to have every ounce of health. I think, but I think our, our entire run hinges on him. I mean, practice reps are important too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like those 50-50 opportunities with one of the best 50-50 receivers in the league. I think they should work on that kind of relationship. Yeah, but you, you understand though too that like he's more comfortable in practice because he knows he's not going to get hit. Sure. So, you know what I mean? Sure. So yeah. he's yeah. yeah. repping the fuck out of those 50-50 balls. You know, <laughs> you, know, you know, it's another thing. I want to ask you guys this real quick. We've had slow starts when we've had long bye weeks or a long week of a break. Yeah. Are you guys concerned about that for the division? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Well, I'm actually the, pretty worried because we've had really slow starts and we can't have that sitting, happen. Yeah. You know, sitting yeah. in the against the Cowboys, it's more time off. But also speaking yeah. about like a roller coaster season, we were touching on it a couple weeks ago. You know, it's a curious thing before we lock down the bye. Okay, you, you had almost like a mini-buy between the Panthers and I think it was the Cowboys, right? Because they played Thursday yep, night yep. and 11 games. 11 days. So that was like a mini-buy. That, that was like a mini-buy. And then you had your regular buy, and now you have the first-round buy that you earned. So you got but a- now you're also resting starters, so you got another little mini-buy. Like, they're... they're this team has gotten a lot of opportunities to rest and get their shit together. Let's hope they do it going into the postseason. Ain't no lie. 
baby. Bye, bye, bye. There you go. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. See what we did there? Yeah, we did. That was team chemistry. It's fucking That's magic. That Nick Foles and Alshon Jeffrey. It's fucking magic. I am the Nick Foles to his Alshon Jeffrey right there. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, go fuck it. What about the Twitter poll, man? Before we wrap it times. up. Uh, all right, for the Twitter poll, we asked. I'm sorry, I'm putting this up real quick. So we had what were the concerns for most going into the playoffs? And I'm putting this up right now. Sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, freaking Wi-Fi here. Now, now I got the poll. It says what are the concerns going into the playoffs? Quarterback, 77%. Quarterback was, is 77%. Oh. What comes next? Coaching with 14%. Wow. And then the defense was nine. All right, Dougie, so definitely Nicky Foles. Dougie P, you've got you know a couple weeks here to fucking get it together. Get Why? your head out of your ass. <laughs> Listen, get your head out of your ass. Speaking of which, we are going to take a bye week next week. Uh, we're not going to have a show next week because uh, I'm not going to do a show after for, the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to do a show yeah. going into a week bye with no, week. Yeah. yeah, no game. So we will see you the Tuesday. Before the divisional round of the playoffs, make sure you tune in here right at New Media Studios at 8 o'clock on Tuesday. It's the 9th, he says. All right, let's give it one more time. It's best we can, baby. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Eagles football? We're talking Eagles football. You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son, I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property. What the flying fuck? Ay, ay, ay. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! You get nothing! You lose! Good day, sir! That fucks more than anything that I've ever fucked before. Surprise, motherfucker! Fuck your pouch! Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.